Hello, and welcome back to Robots Don't Age. I am your host, Cody, and with me, of course, is... Keani. Hello, everybody. Keani, what you been up to lately? Um, you know, stuff. <laughs> um, I've been working on the tarot, tarot cards that I told you about previously. Um, oh, lest I forget, by the way, this episode, we will be covering the movie Outside the Wire in the second half. Go on. Yes. Um... I've been working on the tarot cards, uh, not very far in that. Um, I also have a custom piece that I'm going to start on soon. So that's exciting. The guy, it's just, he wants like these little Buddha things. So I, I, I'm going to do those. Um, and I've been watching, I just burned through the entire episode or the entire season. Well, first season of Demon Slayer. It's an anime on Netflix. Um, but basically, like, this kid's whole family is slight spoilers for anyone who, but this, like, first episode, whole family basically gets killed by a demon. And demons can turn humans into demons by sharing blood with them. So not like you don't turn to a demon by getting eight by one, but, like, that's how they get stronger is by eating humans. Um, but anyway, so his whole family gets killed by a demon. His sister is now a demon. But, like, she still has, like, she still understands. Humanity. Yeah, she still understands that, like, that's her brother. Like, even though she over here salivating over dead people, she still, like, so he basically, like, puts a muzzle on her and then, like, keeps her with him. But he runs into a demon slayer who, like, tries to kill his sister and then he, like, you know, the demon slayer's like, oh, because the sister tried to protect him, like her brother, even though he's she's a demon. And so anyway, um, he ends up trying to become a demon slayer. And so he like gets training and everything, but he's like traveling with his sister, whom is a demon. And but he has like this because like all the demons are like, you know, they have these like fucked up issues from their human life that they don't remember. But he like shows them all this like compassion and is like still sees them as like fucked up people, you know? And so I don't know. It's, it's, it's really, it's really cool. The action scenes are fun. You know, I like the, I like the animation style. They did a really good You watch job. a lot of Netflix anime, don't you? Yeah, I do. That sounds like a really good story. Just like uh shit you've mentioned. I can't remember. I think it was Hunter Hunter, like really dark. Um, yeah. I mean, that's the one thing I can appreciate about anime. They could really do a lot more with like graphics and like how dark it goes and bloody mm-hmm. because it's not live action and people don't get as, I guess, offended for lack of a better term by it. I feel like I feel like cartoon death and murder is a little a little easier to take in than I suppose. Which is why when they're like sitting there drawing it or whatever, they're just like, fuck yes, let's make it dark. They're going to eat this fucking person live in front of you. And it's going to look so colorful and beautiful. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. It's going to be intense. It's going to be the worst thing to take shrooms and watch. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely not. Like, there were definitely moments in this where I was like, eh, should I be watching this before I go to bed? Probably not. Like, <laughs> I was like, I might have nightmares because of this, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, what else have you been watching and um, been up to? Um, that's pretty much. That's really pretty much it. I, you know, just working on working on my art stuffs, and you know, I had a couple vibe checks. You know, I feel like I've been pretty pretty steady with those. So, but that's that's basically fucking it, man. Oh, and uh, I find out this week. I find out this week about the the New York thing. So, 
So fingers Oh, crossed. so by the time this is released, people will have an answer. How huh? yeah. exciting. Oh, oh, so exciting. Oh. <laughs> so. Okay, hopefully. nice. Yeah, that's pretty much it. What about you? Okay, uh, let's see. On a personal note, since the last time we've recorded... Uh, someone got into my PayPal account and tried to spend $245. I got that back, luckily. Oh, what the fuck? Um, yeah, COVID has found its way into this apartment. I'm still waiting on the results for my test, but it's, you know, the other person that I live with, Taylor, it's still uh, here. So, you know, just kind of waiting that out. Um, thanks, people, for not knowing how to wear a fucking mask properly. Uh, other than that, um, playing some video games, you know, a lot of the more comfort food ones, like I mentioned last time. Uh, Red Dead Online, because, you know, it's fun to be a giddy-up cowboy. <laughs> um, basically, you just, like, go online and you do, like, Old West-style missions and shootouts, bounty hunting. Uh, you can be a gold collector, hunt, like, hunt animals, get in shootouts, you know, things like that. Yeah. Um, let's see. As always, phasmophobia, because, you know, I could be a ghost soon. It probably helps learn how to hunt them now. Um, let's see. Other than phasmophobia... I think that's been about it for video games for the most part. Um, movie and television wise, I actually just saw this movie, King of Staten Island. Have you heard of it? No. Okay, so it's a Judd Apatow movie. Uh, are you familiar with Judd, Ap- Judd Apatow? I'd have to look him up. So I can okay, so you for it. sure know his work. Forty uh, year old virgin. Oh yeah. Up. Oh This yeah. is forty. Yeah. yeah. So he did. Uh, oh, funny people also, which. I did read that script. I ordered that on Amazon a while ago and finally got through reading it. It's actually a really funny movie on paper. I got to rewatch it and see. Maybe I'll have a different opinion. But um, anyways, back to the more recent movie, King of Staten Island. It basically follows a uh, burnout Pete Davidson as he's trying to like find his way in life. Um, he's the like live at home kind of slacker child, the oldest of two. Uh, his father was a firefighter who died when he was really young. And, you know, he's still kind of scarred by that and carrying that trauma. So... Throughout the movie, you're kind of watching him, like, try to get his life together in a coming-of-age story type of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking hilarious <laughs> in a lot of the darkest ways. Like, okay, so there's a scene where he and his loser friends are hanging out in the basement. Mm-hmm. And this kid comes by who can't be, like, maybe in middle school. And they're trying to sell him Xanax. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> the kid's, like, trying to buy six Xanax. Like, why are you trying to buy six Xanax? Man, it'll fucking kill you. And he's like, just give it six. He's like, all right, it's going to be... And they're looking around, like, scraping up the pills, like, we've only got four. But because you're, like, Jimmy the Bag's brother, you're going to pay for six. He's like, come on, man, call your brother a bitch. He's like, come on, he's my brother. He's like, call your brother a bitch. But he's a bitch. And come on, say it. He's a bitch. He's like, yeah, I'm not selling you these. (laughs) I'll have to watch that. And then there's uh, there's another scene where, like, this kid, like, they're all hanging out in the woods. And uh, the main character is giving tattoos to, like, one of his friends. Mm-hmm. And he gives, like, really fucking awful homemade tattoos. Like, they look horrendous. Mm-hmm. And as he's doing it, this, like, kid shows up looking for his friend. <laughs> and he's like, oh, hey, you want a tattoo? Yeah. So this kid looks really fucking young, right? Goes over there for a tattoo. He wants the Punisher skull. And as soon as he, like, puts a line on the kid, he fucking screams and runs off. Well, I mean, and they're, yeah. like, sitting- <laughs> Right. And they're, like, sitting there mocking the kid. Like, oh, man, I thought he was tough. Uh, look at that. It like, turns out the kid was fucking nine. It's so good. <laughs> hey, nine-year-old, you want a fucking tattoo? It's it's really one of the best movies I've seen in a long time. Oh, that's 
it's fucking uh, great. It's on uh, HBO Max, King of Staten Island. I highly recommend it. It is fucking worth it beginning to end. I'll have to watch it. Because I always, like, I like all of those movies. You know, like Knocked Up, 40-Year-Old Virgin. Like, I think they're all fucking hilarious. So I'm sure I would enjoy that as well. Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit more of the, uh, I mean, I'm not going to say serious tone, but it's got, like, a lot of the darker humor in there. And Yeah. I mean, I it's not really a lot to give away the jokes, but, like, he does make a lot of really fucked up jokes that I would make in my regular day-to-day life if I was in his situation, or, like, I tend to make my own version of already, so <laughs> I really appreciated that type of humor. So I'm sure I'll enjoy it then, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, if the fact that I was joking about COVID and all that earlier and maybe becoming a ghost is any indication, it's roughly in the same vein. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, haven't really been doing a whole lot. Um, sure, by the next time we record, I'll have seen a lot more. But that's been about it lately. Yeah, noise, noise. And after this short commercial break, we will be discussing the main topic of today's episode, Outside the Wire, starring Anthony Mackie and... And... I don't know. Fuck, I closed the Wikipedia page? All right. Oh, I'm anyways, sorry, I back. wasn't ready. <laughs> <laughs> I had it open on Wikipedia, and I'm like, shit, I closed it. You're like, and? And? I was like, I wasn't aware that I was supposed to help you with this part. I'm I was flipping through, and I'm like, shit, I don't have it. All right, whatever. Let's go to commercial. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's your host, Cody, here, just reminding you to check out our friends over at the Fan Freaks podcast. They are on Facebook and Twitter as well, at Fan Freaks. Come join us and talk about all sorts of geeky shit together. And we're back. Okay, so as I mentioned earlier, for today's episode, we will be talking about Outside the Wire, starring Anthony Mackie and Damson Idris, uh, the guy who played Franklin on Snowfall, who I had no clue was British. I haven't seen Snowfall. <laughs> All right, well, fine, Keanu, be a fucking disappointment. It's fine. Yeah, um, anyways, you know, I'm, I'm accustomed to that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I tell you this almost regularly. I remember I'll be shopping and I'll just shoot you a text like, God, you're so fucking disappointing. You're such a disappointment, Keanu. You just suck at life. It just randomly occurs to me that I should remind you of that from time to time, <laughs> so I'm glad you are aware. You are aware of that. How dare you be an artist and chase your dreams, you fucking I've gotta deflate your ego from time to time, <laughs> otherwise you're going to do too much. Because you know I'd be sucking my own dick. <laughs> uh, speaking of sucking its own dick, let's talk about what Outside the Wire does with American politics and drone strikes. <laughs> okay, so... With that intro, when he's just casually eating gummy bears. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't mean to fucking. Yes, I mean to yell. Like, yes, I wrote that in my notes. Go ahead. Continue your thought. I just, that's the first thing I noticed. I'm like, oh, this is warfare. There's terrible things going on. And then you cut to one of the main characters eating gummy bears and controlling a drone. I'm like, oh, I see where this movie's going. And I'm kind of here for it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, I was just like, how, I was like, all this traumatic shit is going on, his bitch ass just watching eating gummy bears like it's a fucking video game. Like, he just all, oh, willy-nilly, what the fuck ever. Well, my, uh, for reference, my, one of my brothers had a coworker who used to work for the government. Uh Uh-huh. And essentially, his job was to calculate how many casualties were acceptable. What the fuck? If that gives you an idea of how that works. Anyways. Um, yeah, so really casual. So yeah, if that gives you an idea of how this could work, uh, yeah, so he's sitting there kind of casually eating gummy bears, he's not in the action, which kind of like, 
starts off the prompt, um, assuming everyone's seen the movie, when he kills two people to save 38. Mm-hmm. And because of that, he gets sentenced to uh, serve under Anthony Mackie, who is Captain Leo in Android. I, I guess he's, he's technically an Android, right? Not a cyborg? He, yeah, no, he referred to himself as biotech. Okay, so he's biotech then. But yeah, that's what he referred to himself as fucking biotech. And aside from that robot, there's also, I mean, Leo's badass, which we'll get into that. But I also thought that the, the what they called gumps were pretty cool. Like the, the basic. Oh, the giant assault robots. Uh-huh. Which I would like to say that I feel like the Russian gumps were like on 150 in comparison to the fucking American gumps. Yeah, yeah. Just skip ahead real quick. Are you referring to that scene at the bank? Yes. Holy yes, shit! As soon as they, as soon as they knelt down with those fifty calibers, I'm like, oh fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. That is, that is not what I expected. Um, I felt really bad for those fucking gums. By the way, like the Charlie Nine in the beginning. Yeah. They're just sitting there like two recruits beating the shit out of the head of the robot with the butts of their gun. Like, come on, man. Just like, yeah, whatever. Children. <laughs> children. Now, yeah, I will, exactly like children. Now, I will say that uh, when those group of people, because this was early on as well, when they fucking uh, snatched Harp and fucking threw him those few punches to the stomach, you deserved that. You definitely yeah. deserved that. It was their friends and it was their command. I kind of get why they ambushed you. I mean, I mean, yeah. <laughs> You did go directly against everybody's orders and killed two of their close squad mates when they wanted to risk their lives to save them. That's a fair thing to have happen. And see, like, I, I get it, but it I I also really like the concept that his punishment for disobeying orders was to be put out in the field because it's like him never being out in the field. Like, he had never... It's like he had a different comprehension for it. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't looking yeah. at it like he didn't fully understand what it was like to fucking be out there and be in those experiences. He's just like, well, I'm just chilling here eating my gummy bears, just press of a fucking button. Like wasn't thinking about, oh, these are, he never had to see like a person fucking die or a person fried by, by the goddamn things that he drops. Like, you know what I'm saying? He never so had essentially, yeah, they're making him go to the front line as punishment to experience it and maybe give him a better perspective on the drone strikes that he's doing. Yeah. Which, you know, again, maybe a little ham-fisted because, you know, we get it. We're American. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what we do, unfortunately. And I think that <laughs> he was just such a bitch-ass, like, in the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Because he had never experienced any of that shit before, but he was just like... He was literally like a fish out of He water. was a bitch until after the bank. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's what I'm saying. Like he, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. He like, but he was just so panicky, like through everything. Like he had no fucking. He was like a fish out of water. Like he had so many moments where he was just stunned, like damn, and didn't move and didn't do anything and didn't react. And I'm just like you are trash at this. I <laughs> was laughing so hard every time Leo was like taking out a room full of people with his bare hands, and he's just sitting there watching and like a little. Not terrified, but, like, awestruck just by watching this one guy do everything. Yeah, like this little wide-eyed fucking kid. Even though he's a damn lieutenant, he's never actually served in combat. Like, I mean, I assume that's not uncommon, because I know there are people that don't see combat, but mm-hmm. it's just really weird to me. I I don't know. I, moving on. Um, Other than him, like we mentioned... Well, go on. I don't think you should be able to be the person... That drops bombs on people unless you've seen what that kind of shit is like because you'll <laughs> fucking think twice about it. 
Keani, Keani, I don't want to get political, but holy shit, have you been aware of our last two presidents? Yes, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I know America is fucking trash. Now, listen, they're probably going to come for me after this episode, but that's fine. You know? I'll cut it. Um, <laughs> no, you don't have to cut it because it's the fucking truth. Like, we'd be doing bullshit. And, like, and so I know that these things are a reality, and that's what's fucked up about it. Yeah, that's because that's the thing too. The movie kind of feel like it's forcing down your throat. Like, yeah, look how bad this is. Look how bad you should feel, America. It's like, dude, I don't fucking love it. I don't. They're not consulting me about this. I, I don't mean, have a say. There's nothing I can do about it. This 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 uh corporation has was set up a long fucking time ago. This is a corporation. It's not a fucking country anymore. It's a fucking corporation, and it's about fucking money. And there's a lot of money in fucking war, and. It, that's just I, I didn't I didn't do anything about it or like it, it's not my fault I didn't I didn't make that but it, I, I can still recognize that it's fucked up it exists we can't yeah, yeah um but yeah anyways aside from the major like uh, ham-fisted topics it was trying to get across like that uh the robots were really cool though even the more like basic gump units the uh -huh. whole like heavy tank they just keep taking shots after shots really the only thing that seemed to take them down was like the uh, really awesome fucking magnet bombs, by the way, that I love to see, I and uh, RPG neat. explosions. I thought those were neat. I also really liked the, you know, when they when they uh, showed up at that orphanage to get their intel or whatever. Oh, from, the robots. They're... Yeah, the robots with the kids, like the one that had a basketball hoop attached to his chest, and fucking, there was one of them that had like a drawing on its leg. Like the kids are just interacting with them, like they're you know normal. There was one yeah. watering plants. I was just like, oh, I like that. Like, I, I don't, oh, oh. Um, I also wanted to point this out too. When uh, they were back at base camp before they left, and Leo was basically giving um, Clark the rundown, and Clark asked him, "Oh, so I'm your partner?" Leo's like, "No, you work for me." I was like, oh, they kind of flipped the descender bit there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. I just wanted to point that out since we just finished reading. I was like, oh, that's kind of a recent topic kind of an alternate thing which i definitely i don't know i definitely thought it was cool because at first i was kind of confused i'm like wait like uh, like he you would think that he would be a subordinate that he wouldn't be that high up but not everyone was privy to the fact that he was biotech not everyone yeah it was that. two or three people i think in general knew that he was biotech mm -hmm. um but yeah back to the main reason why they're there in the conflict uh before we forget it's some pro-russian terrorists that were trying to take back ukraine and that was at least the initial conceit of the war when uh clark and yeah, when clark gets there and meets leo it's apparently some other secret mission that involves nuclear launch codes and a terrorist named victor something victor did not uh, write his name down i think i did Koval, Victor Koval. Victor Koval, okay. So yeah, the whole thing is they're chasing down a terrorist leader, uh, Victor Koval. Oh, and also, are you familiar... Mm, sorry, I keep jumping around here, everyone, but did you see the uh, Boston Dynamic robot dogs they had? Yeah, I thought those were fucking cool, too. Yeah, I saw that as like, a, hey, do you see this? Look how close we are to this becoming a reality. Eh? Like, eh? Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, alright, so I need to invest in giant magnets. <laughs> magnets are the thing the thing needed so they drop back there they're trying to find the terrorist leader they got to deliver some vaccines and that's kind of when things start to heat up um they get to the clinic and i have this note for the clinic when uh the sniper starts firing at them and uh -huh. tries to take out leo and clark yeah did you notice that clark hid 
behind plastic waiting chairs that already had holes in them. So, like, he wasn't even behind, like, cover to make him and, like, to shield him. You could see he was there. You could see that it was, like, not bulletproof. It was a fucking stupid, stupid choice. I didn't even notice that. But he was really, like, the whole time he was really like a fucking small child fumbling around having no idea what he was doing in any fucking capacity. Like, don't you get some kind of training for this or boot camp or, or something? Not under live fire. I would, I mean, I don't know about, he did do basic training. They referenced like three years ago. I don't know if he was under live fire. I assume not. I don't know, but it is 2036. I assume the practices could be a little bit different. Probably. Probably. I also really like when they were like, when they got to the orphanage and shit, like, I really like that they, that she at one point, cause he's like out there looking at the kids and, she like goes out there and you know she asks him what it was like to see the product of his job up close. Yeah. I really like hey, look what drone strikes do. Uh-huh. And I, I feel like it really um I feel like this movie as a whole really touched on the effects that these things have on like the people cuz like you see a lot of war movies and stuff like that but I feel like it's usually like you know you're following the people like in the war itself as opposed to like the, the, the people, people of the, yeah the people of the country that it displaces and i like I don't them. watch a lot of war movies because they depress the shit out of me but yeah, yeah I, I i definitely i mean i don't watch I, don't, I can't speak to like the amount of uh effects they show on like civilians but i do know like it did a good job showing how everyone was displaced and like the orphanage and everything like you mentioned i just feel like the the ones that i have seen now i haven't fucking seen a lot either but the ones that i have seen it doesn't really usually note on that that often the impact of war on the day-to-day lives. Yeah. Well, that is one thing when, like, uh, they got to... Oh, uh, before I get that, I just wanted to have a small note. When he caught the sniper, uh, Leo slash Anthony Mackie, he had a Captain America slash Avengers reference in there. Did you catch it? No, I didn't. He was interrogating the guy, and he was doing it slowly, and he said, I can do this all day. I can do this all day. What? what? That was a reference to the first Captain America when he was getting the shit kicked out of him, and... uh when he was a little guy and he looked up the bully and said, I can do this all day. And that's kind of been like an ongoing Captain America line. So, I mean, I figure that was probably just a reference that they wanted to throw in there. Probably. Probably. I also really liked that he fucking just like left him to those people. Real quick. Uh, sorry, I want to get back to the day-to-day lives thing too. When they got to the bank and they were going to rob it, like there were people still working there. So clearly there is some like regular day-to-day life that's going on despite the fact that it's a war zone. So that is kind of like, I assume, an insight into what, you know, we've kind of done to some other countries and what mm-hmm. other countries are experiencing. Yeah. Which I just thought was like a fascinating concept because they had people in suits and dresses running out and like everywhere outside of the bank was a fucking war zone. But inside you couldn't tell the difference. Yeah. Like I thought I found that kind of odd as well because I'm like, would there really be people still at the fucking bank? Like everyone isn't just home with their fucking family, but obviously Well, you do have conflicts and I might be speaking out of my ass here, but you have countries like I want to say Syria where you have I'm there's a podcaster, Robert Evans, who talks about this, but essentially he talks about being in war-torn countries where, like, the buses still work and businesses still open, but you can hear, like, gunshots in the background and explosions. Like, it's just a common thing. Oh, well, I mean, I guess you gotta continue doing your day-to-day shit. I just, you know, I'm like, oh, everyone would just be at home with their fucking families, but, I mean, you still gotta eat and you still gotta... Shit's still revolving, whether... Yeah, so, I mean... As fucked up... Terrifying concept. It is terrifying. (laughs) 
But yeah, so you have like the people just living their day-to-day lives in the active war zone where bombs are getting dropped and militias attacking uh, the American police force because, you know, it's just what Americans do. And uh, it's it's just a fascinating contrast to see that I never actually thought about, I guess, too deeply before watching the movie. Yeah. And anyways, that I'm sorry, I didn't want to cut you off. I just want to get in the uh, little bit there. No, it's okay. I also, just a side note, just Leo overall is fucking badass. Like, I really enjoyed the fight scenes, like, watching him just take on, like, roomfuls of fucking people. Yeah, Anthony Mackie, like, the guy that plays him, is most of the reason why I wanted to watch the movie, because he is fucking awesome! Have you, uh, he's been in a Point Break? Point, I think it's Point Break, which is another, like, kind of action-y crime thriller movie on Netflix. Obviously, the Avenger stuff. Um, when I wrote my fucking sci-fi horror script, obviously I didn't like anticipate it getting fucking cast. But I was like, man, Anthony Mackie should do the fucking lead role. Cause like I had him in my head picked out for something really badass sci-fi over the top stuff. Mm-hmm. And I mean, clearly he has the fucking ability to do it, man. I bought it. Mm-hmm. Great actor. He did a really great job. I really enjoyed that. And like every action scene you're talking about was really cool. Like his cocky persona. He knew he could just kill everybody in the room if he had to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at one point, like, this was, like, right after the orphanage, just kind of leading up when they go um, to go, I can't remember dude's name, the arms dealer. But then when they went to, like, go talk to him and uh, fucking Harp was like, oh, I'm going to try to help. And the woman just, like, stops him. Like, no, Leo's got this. Like, just stand your ass back. A little pretty bitch. It's like four guys. Don't worry about it. Just relax. <laughs> relax. Take yeah, uh, it's, uh... I don't like I don't remember any time we really had any issues in a fight except for the end where it really wasn't even a fight as much as like a mercy. Yeah. To where like because you know if we skip ahead a little bit he ends up uh, outsmarting Clark and kind of you know betraying him gets a tracker taken out a fail safe and goes rogue. Speaking of the tracker okay like the way his body looks like this sounds weird but like i just wonder what that felt like 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 what because i feel like it kind of looks like a titty implant i don't know if you've ever seen (laughs) yeah i get the idea but like that's what it makes me think of like i wonder what that feels like like cutting into like i mean same i was thinking some sort of like gelatin-esque feeling you'd get digging around yeah yeah definitely um but yeah i that was a really cool effect too like he can make his body kind of transparent when Mm -hmm. he needs to and then that self-healing patch that he had him put on there, which I thought that that was cool. Yeah, and he fucking apparently keeps, like, a pack of them on him at all times, which makes <laughs> sense. But he just keeps, like, throwing it on whenever he gets shot. Pretty convenient. It is really fun. All right. <laughs> so that was all uh, right before the bank scene. He goes in there, and he's going in to get the nuclear launch codes. You see Leo hippity-hopping around, and he shoots a bunch of people. As uh, Clark is outside trying to save civilians. And- I would say, like, on a scale of 1 to 10, he did about 7, 7.5. Uh, yeah, I put in here that uh, that he did decent for being a noob. Like, he did a decent job. Uh, yeah, he saved, I think, about 80% of the civilians. That's a pretty good ratio, 70 to 80. Yeah, I think he did okay. Um, So there's a standoff of the bank between the Russians and uh, American forces. American forces are all robots and Clark. The Russians are mostly humans, except for two 50 caliber... 50 caliber... 50 cal gumps that are just fucking destroying everything. Um, by the way, gory movie. Yeah. <laughs> really, like, over the... Like, not over the top, actually, but, like, a lot of uh, 
a lot of blood, a lot of shooting. It's mostly like digital effects plugins, but it looks cool. Yeah, I think they did a great job. Um, so you have, of course, you know, the robots going at it. Leo uh, gets the nuclear launch codes. There's a drone strike, blows up the bank. Leo Clark presumed dead. Yes. And I also, okay, I just, you know, the, 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 I don't know, the irony, I guess, which I mean was obviously done on purpose, but harp, you know, harps on the ground sitting there being like, but there's civilians down here and, but there's this down here and, but there's, you know, and they were like, well, they're fucking collateral. And it we got to blow up the bank, man. Yeah. Like he's like, well, they're collateral. And it, and it's just like that realization to him. I feel like that was his moment of understanding of like, oh, I, fuck. I don't want to say this to be a dick because if I were writing the script, that's what I would have done. But that was not very subtle. No, no, it wasn't very subtle. At I all. mean, I don't know how you do it subtly. Like maybe just not have them have the back and forth and just have the drone strike go off and show him going through the effects. I don't know. I just felt like I, again, I felt, I know what the movie's trying to make me feel like I get it. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I, I get that it fits the narrative. It's just my my own remark for it. But I did enjoy the movie, despite the fact that it kept bringing that up. It was very like bluntly in your face, like this, this, and oh by the way, this. Here's the oh, um, something they did, which I would say is probably not like in your face, but they did reference was why they uh quote unquote made Anthony Mackie Captain Leo Black was because, like, around the world, they're like, well, this is a much more trustworthy face than a blonde hair, blue-eyed, like, yeah. essentially Marine just going around trying to save everyone. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, yeah, that makes sense, because in the yeah, American yeah. police force, yeah. we're going to have a certain image of ourselves. And... Uh, makes sense, <laughs> no. American. <laughs> but I just thought that was, like, a really cool thing to, like, bring up and discuss. It was like, oh, well, that's because I'm going to be more trust. Like, people will trust me more around the world. Yeah, um, and that's true. But, but yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Fuck. Valid fucking thing. I also like how, like, okay, after the whole bank scene and he's, like, gotten in the car and he realizes that what he took out was a fail safe and not, you know, so basically, you know, although he is biotech, he doesn't have to follow any fucking orders now because he basically put bro in situations that would make it seem as if his judgment was impaired so that he, he basically cultivated his own way around Hard ever the paradox being able to tell command. him what to do. Yeah. They create he referred to it as like a paradox of command. Yeah. Um I kind of wrote in there that it was a little a little cheap how Leo kept getting like ways to work around all of his issues, but I get that it worked towards the greater plot. Mm-hmm. Like he made uh like you said, he made Clark's judgment seem impaired so that he himself could override mm-hmm. Clark's orders in the event that because that was the failsafe that if uh Clark started doing AWOL type stuff, then Leo could take control. But because Leo tricked Clark into doing those things, Leo managed to take control of the situation. It was a whole paradox of command thing. Like I said, that's what they referred to it as. I mean, it was really clever on Leo's part. I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. I, that's what, I mean, he's a fuck, he's fucking biotech. Like he's smarter, faster. Like he's just on a hundred and fucking 50 in comparison to everyone else. Like he's going to outthink all of you. He's fucking yeah, technology. And like, like you were saying, uh, Clark caught up to him and everything and realized what Leo was up to, and... And I like that he, like, dropped him off in the middle of fucking nowhere to be, you know, just so he wasn't involved in it, essentially. But, like, that lady... What was her name again? Um, uh, 
Sophia. The resistance woman. Yeah, Sophia. Yeah. So Sophie, yeah, so, Sophia, something like that. And she like picked him up. And I love that when they like stab that shit in his arm, she's like, it's truth serum. Da, 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 da. And then she's like, I'm just kidding. It's a fucking antibiotic for your <laughs> 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 I just Yeah, she did have out of everyone probably the most fun out of any character. Mm-hmm. Because I guess her plot with Leo was to, you know, take the nuclear launch codes and attack America because America bad. And we want to show you the devastation you caused. Again, we get it. Anyways. Mm-hmm. But I I like that, like, she explained, like, why Leo went rogue. That he can't lie to himself and can't pretend that an immoral act is okay, which is why he... Yeah. Like, I mean, I did like him. that. Like, he can't arguably keep helping America because the fact that... The American forces in this, and probably in real life, are stoking both sides just to keep the conflict going, and he sees that as immoral, so, Mm -hmm. yeah, sorry to keep cutting you off, by the way. No, it's Um, okay. The plan they made with Leo, with the Resistance and Leo, is to basically take the nuclear launch codes and uh, attack America, and kind of put them in place. Yeah. And it's also, it's also, you know, part of his greater plan to get them to shut down the program that created him, as well. Yeah, because you don't need any more of those fucking things running around, man. They're too human. Yeah, well, I mean, that, and he's like, I'm the face of war. And he is, like, he literally is. So, like, if if something that they, they've created at that fucking level goes rogue, they're probably not going to do it again. Uh, that's not true. They probably still will. But... No, no, they're going to do it again. They're going to... It's like another Harvester situation. They're like, well, how do we do it, but better? Better. But better, because we can't just learn our lessons. Like, and that was one of the things, like, at the end when he's like, humans can learn to do better. I'm over here like, right, okay. I, okay, hundreds so. hundreds of years of war haven't fucking, we haven't learned, but okay. All right, so for, well, let's fast forward to that part real quick. So uh, Clark gets released, goes back to the base, somehow convinces them to go after Leo by himself, even though he has no real combat experience. okay. Whatever, that's fine. Goes after Leo one-on-one. Um, catches up to Leo and shoots him in the dick, I mean leg, three times. <laughs> and then, like, passes out. And as Leo goes to uh, launch the nukes, um, you know, he pops up, shoots him with incendiary rounds, blah, 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 blah. Leo goes down right in front of this Russian nuke. And like you said, they have that whole fucking speech. About how humans can learn and do better. Which I I also kind of like not to tear it apart, but I also found that kind of fucking annoying. Cause I'm like, you could have said forever ago that you had eyes on Leo and left the fucking building. Like you didn't need to do all that. Like all that. Why? Yes. Why? Try this on for size. Blech. Like I'm just nah. Like, alright, yeah. Here's my biggest gripe about the movie, because I really fucking enjoyed it, but the last part I'm just like, alright, I don't get it. Like, why you have five minutes, you couldn't have confirmed you had eyes on Leo, you had to go after Leo, you had to fight Leo, you had to be the one to kill Leo. Then with like three minutes to go, you give Leo time to have a whole monologue while you're standing over him with a gun. He's defeated. You could have ran out this entire time. You're not confirming it. You're having a whole heart-to-heart with him. And then, when you have, like, 30 goddamn seconds left, somehow, you fucking run out. Somehow you're six blocks away by the time the fucker hits. Like, oh, okay. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I was like, bro, no. What the fuck? 
I was so fuck. I was sitting there watching it with Taylor, and I'm like, no, this is dumb. Don't fucking like. He better die in there for this to fucking work. Thirty seconds left, and he ran out. And they show him like grabbing his side. Oh, he had a stitch. Oh, okay. Yeah, a little stitch. Meanwhile, he's avoiding the fucking fallout, the blowback, all the debris, and he's just driving back to base. Okay, whatever. That's fine. Fuck it. Happy ending. That's great. Good for him. All right. That's fu- I'm not bitter. That doesn't fucking make- that doesn't irritate me storyline-wise. It's fine. <laughs> great movie. It irritated it irritated the shit out of me. I was like, he should have died in there. Like, with the amount of time- He had a whole three minutes. Yeah, like, no. Like, you should have died in there. Like, it took you three minutes to get up where you were in the fucking building anyway, let alone get down the fucking street. He literally could have been like, yeah, Leo's there. Confirm. Blow it up. Done. Instead, even when he had him on the ground, he fucking waited until 30 seconds. You motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Oh, you stupid motherfucker. God, that irritated the shit out of me. Oh, I hate it. I hate these movie shrubs so goddamn bad sometimes. Just do better. <laughs> do better if you're going to make this fucking movie and get the money for it. Just do better. Do better, goddammit. But yeah, it just... I had I had that in my notes, too, that it annoyed the shit out of me. Something that I did like to kind of backtrack a little, I also... I really liked... Um, the whole scene in like Victor Koval's base with with Leo like fucking everybody up and I like that Koval died with his fucking flag in his chest. He got stabbed by his own flag. But yeah, that was awesome. Um I also like that he's using like an SMG for that entire scene too when you was shooting everybody. Mm-hmm. Just like this little fully automatic gun and using the uh, terrorist leader as a human shield. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, the action and the rehearsing, the choreography was excellent for this yeah, entire movie. I agree. I agree. The, like I said, the fight scenes and in the in that like that was all dope as fuck. I really enjoyed that. I was like, oh, he a badass. He a whole badass. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I can see why we shouldn't have more of these because like five would be a fucking catastrophe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it fucking would. So like, and he underst he understood that like you know war was was fucked up even though he was made to be a fucking war machine but he also was sensible like the the machine was sensible enough to be like yo this is fucked up now do i think that launching a nuke over here would be the answer no because it would just continue the fucking cycle but whatever yeah it's like if your dog bit someone and you're just like, all right, I'm going to smack the shit out of it now for a bit and hopefully it'll stop. I mean, I guess it means if your dog kept biting people, but you get the idea. Like, I don't it's know. Not, it's not going to work. It's like, oh. You're just fucking obliterating a population you're, and you're punching pretty much starting the Fallout universe. Bro, I'm going to turn around and punch you and then just the violence. It just perpetuates a cycle of violence. And basically, this is the precursor to the Fallout universe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which you're not familiar with, Keanu. Fuck, no. what have I reference this with you? I need no, a new co-host. I know you don't, goddammit. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? The only thing I know of Fallout is like the, the fucking... There's that one. It looks like a little cartoon uh, fucking... I can't even think yeah, of it. Yeah, uh, the Pit-Boy yeah. Vault Dweller little logo guy. Yeah, yeah. With the thumb sticking out for yeah. the uh, cloud, mushroom cloud thing. Yeah, that's that's all I know in reference to yeah. Fallout. Well, you know what I know. I know that unless you have closing thoughts, you can follow me on Twitter at Cody Has Coffee and the podcast at Robots Don't Age. And you can follow me on TikTok and Instagram at Abundant Studio. 
And she still has a raffle going if you want to grab one of her paintings. Yes, I have a raffle going. Uh, $5 a ticket if anyone's interested. All right. And until next time, everyone, thanks for listening. Thanks, guys.